All right, we are now live. Welcome everybody here to our first, well, fourth edition actually of Spocast Live. Uh, let me see. We are here with the Backseat Boys, Rob Sanderson, Big 80s Donnie B. Hello. We are live on a few different social media platforms. Thanks for joining us here. I'm Johnny Cashmere, one of the Backseat Boys. Been wrestling since 1998. Big 80s Donnie B was one of my mentors, and I in turn am a mentor to the Backseat Boys now. We've passed on that gimmick from me and Trent to Tommy and JP in legacy format. We also have Rob Sanderson here, who we've known forever and is the voice of Buffalo and upstate New York wrestling. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. All right. So we're almost at the eight o'clock at the hour. We don't have too much time. We're just going to get some quick stuff in here, plug some stuff. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I think some of the major things this week is obviously the CM Punk, the Randy Orton, all that stuff. People are going to be talking about that for weeks to come, probably. So I just wanted to get in real quick to what's going on as far as with us and Spo Wrestling. Uh, just wanted to real quick say we tickets are on sale. Ringside seats are available at SpoWrestling.com for the event. And we went ahead and announced another match today. And it, there it is for the Spo Tag Team Championship, CXR versus the Backseat Boys. And guys, I got to say... I have all the faith in the world in you guys. We are a tag team wrestling federation. For you guys to be in the first tag team title match, it means a lot to me for the legacy of the Backseat Boys. I just want to say thank you guys for carrying the torch so proudly and prominently as you have. What do you guys have in store for this match come December 31st? Uh, to start it off, it's an honor to be doing this, holding the name, holding the legacy. Complete honor. Uh, Going about the match now, CXR, we've had many matches with them over the years uh, at Excite Wrestling. We've killed each other. It feels like we're wrestling ourselves. It's like a, it's it's literally like a clone of our, ourselves. Uh, it's going to be a hard-hitting match. We've had some of our favorite matches this year. We've been in steel cage matches. We've been in dog collar matches. We've been in tag team matches. You know, <laughs> We've been in all types of tag team matches with these guys. And yeah. I think right here, coming up December 31st, is going to be the pinnacle of it, them all. It definitely will be. You know, they are the yin to our yang, the ENC to our Hardy Boys, the, you know, cream to our crop, whatever you want to call it. I think the one thing that I could say about CXR is that it's a night off mentally with them, but it's a night on physically. Yeah. When it comes to gotcha. You know, because we are. Donnie, I, I want to say real quick, um, when we started the Backseat Boys, when you chose me and Trent and the three of us went on the road, we sort of eased in the pool. You know, walked slowly into the pool. We did a lot of family events first. We really got our shtick together. These that guys was the important part. These guys were thrown right into the deep end. They're doing steel cage matches. They're doing all kinds of craziness right from the beginning. And they manned up and just did it. You'd be proud of them. You know what I thought was cool, too, with us back in the day? We could go to different parts of the country, and you sort of had like a little arch nemesis there. Like out west, we had Bad Crew or Martial Law and Love Bug. Then we had uh, like Corporal or uh, Earl the Pearl and Rich Myers down in Maryland. Or we had mm -hmm. the Ballards. We had the SAT. So I always thought it was cool that you guys kind of had like little built-in feuds all over the country. Like when you would show up or even down for ECWA and – I don't know if that still exists anymore. I know there's a bunch of teams out there. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see like 
home, t- like grown, established team gimmicks, like all over the country, mm-hmm. kind of feuding with each other. And, you know, who's the man like coming from California this weekend or up from Florida or from Canada? I know there's teams out there, but I just feel like there's not that like even knowing Kazarian, you guys feuded with them in goddamn Trinidad and Tobago in Alaska. Like, I don't know. I thought it was cool, man. I, yeah. I hope you guys can get back to that. But, you know, Donnie, it's yeah. funny you say that because that's exactly what brought us to Rob Sanderson back in the day because he was up in Buffalo and Buffalo was was creating their own tag teams, the Olsen twins, people like that, Jerk Jackson and, and um, Bobby Fish before he was even Bobby Fish. I mean, some of the greatest tag teams around today have come from up in Buffalo. So, mm-hmm. Rob, when we mm-hmm. met, it was all about the Backseat Boys coming to Buffalo and Buffalo hating Philly. So it's exactly what Donnie just said. That's how yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Well, and yeah, now you've got, I mean, the, uh, the, the backseat CXR rivalry has really been mm-hmm. a, a big thing in New York state. And now that's transitioning a little bit. So moving that kind of on the road, um, to see that in Jersey is exciting for that. But yeah, I mean, I think the tag team wrestling gets more respect these days than I think it has in the past. It, it's always deserved it. Um, but it's really, it's fun to see kind of the growth, uh, on the Indies of, of more teams that are, that are really truly doing what you guys did decades ago and what these guys are doing where like they're, they are teams. They have the double team maneuvers and the matching gear and they know each other. It's not just thrown together. And that's something that has been missing at sometimes. And I just think, you know, this is really, uh, it's exciting that, that this is going to be a new company that's really going to focus on the tag team wrestling, because that's been a big complaint in a lot of companies, major or independent is, you know, that's kind of always like, that's part of the show. But like, why, why aren't tag teams main eventing shows regularly? Exactly. And that's what we aim to do. You know, don't be surprised if me and Homicide go on right before intermission and these guys main event, because it's Burlington. I want to dazzle them. I want Burlington to see a fireworks display. You know, I mean, this weekend they're going to have a Christmas parade and we're going to be there promoting. And believe me, if anyone listening wants to be on the street team, please get in touch with me. Slide into my DMs, as they say. <laughs> Uh, and we can get you going in that. But yeah, I mean, the way the city has embraced this, and and it's funny because if you've been watching our podcasts, Donnie has literally been teaching a masterclass on how to promote. I've already promoted PW in Philly, but promoting in Philly and promoting in Jersey, it's night and day. Philly, you walk down a street, you pass 10 houses in eight steps. Around here, it's not, you got to really work to get the word out. You know, so Donnie's teaching me how to promote Jersey while everyone can watch and learn at the same time. And when I'm out promoting, I'm actually trying to put up pictures and stuff. So I'm trying to be as like interactive as possible so other people can use these techniques, too. And the whole area can get better at wrestling. I I can say that I'm excited about it because like I was somebody that was in college in Philly during the PWU days. I was at most of those shows. I really enjoyed them. But everything has really changed since then. So like for you to to kind of be leading the charge on something new, but in this new era where, you know, there is there's streaming, there's more exposure for all of the wrestlers out there. There is there's more competition out there and, and it's a healthy thing. I, I just think it's a totally different universe than the indies we knew 10 or 20 years ago that it's exciting to to see like experience coming in to something fresh. Uh, out there and I, I think that's a market the the philly tri-state area whatever you want to call it has changed so much over the years that i mean i think this is going to be a really nice 
alternative to some of the things, you know, nothing against the other companies, but everybody kind of offers something a little bit different. And I think there's a good space for, uh, for Spo to be starting up right now. Yeah. Thanks. And, and it's a godsend that WWE WrestleMania is going to be in Philly this year. I mean, that, yeah, we're, we're a yeah. 25 minute drive right down to right down I-95, yeah. right over the bridge and you're at our venue. So, you know, a lot of people in Burlington, they can't afford $250 for a WWE ticket. No. You know? And if they do, it's not going to be for two days. It's going to be for one day. So my advice, yeah, is to make the shows as affordable as possible. And also listen to me, you got to make them short. These three and a half, four hour shows are just insanity. Yeah. 15 matches. If I came back from Oton full time, I literally would have a two hour show with about a 15 minute intermission. I'd have six or seven matches tops. I'd aim for two hours. This way, if something happened, you were like 210, 215. The average movie in America now is about two hours. So that's the attention span of most people when they come to any kind of sporting event. They want something quick. They want fast moving. Nobody wants to sit through a 10, 15 minute promo in the ring with an indie guy that nobody's ever heard of. Or even worse, these asinine invasion angles from other indie companies and all this nonsense and bullshit. Have good babyface versus heel matches, matches that make sense. Nobody gets hurt. Make sure everybody sticks to their times. Two hours round trip beginning to end with about a 15-minute intermission. If you do that and you keep it affordable, your people will come back. That's the key for you guys is to have these people to come back. You could put 300 people in the show in the first, in the building on the first show, but if only 150 people come back six weeks later, you failed. If you have 300 the first show and the next time you run, you have 350, that's a success. So, I mean, just target that. A short show, none of the matches should be super long. Have them all good. Have all your, you know, good talent on the show. And I think you guys will be okay. Yeah. So another match we yeah. announced last week was the women's match. So I'm going to show that real mm -hmm. quick. So that's Christina Marie versus Rebecca Scott. That's going to be a banger. Christina Marie's a power lifter. Rebecca Scott is a stewardess. <laughs> amazing wrestlers. You should see some of the clips of their matches. Uh, we also announced Channing Decker versus HC Loke. Decker is Canadian, so he'll be coming in from Canada. So it's officially an international uh, incident here against HC Loke. And <laughs> You know, don't let Loke fool you. He he doesn't look like a like much, but man, is he a wily and cagey veteran? Loke's been around, yeah, man. Loke's been around a long time, man. He knows the deal. He knows the score. He'll tell you a lot of the same stuff I'm telling you. So yeah, yeah and I, I mean, mean, you mentioned like the the influence that Loke has had on students of his, like CXR, and you mentioned earlier like Western New York. Everybody you mentioned had such an influence from him. That it, it's it's yes. really cool in 2023 to see what he's continuing to do because all of the people from this area up here have some credit to give to him. Without yeah. pulling the curtain back, you know, too far, Loke has been up there with Johnny, the SAT, and Donnie V, as far as you know, guys who have been influential to our career over the last couple of years. So you know, just shout out to Loke. You know, he's done great with all of the students up at X, especially CXR. So yeah, and I'm looking forward to him and Decker international hardcore incidents yeah and, you know. and 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 decker he's wrestled many ecw alumni so this is just a, right another another adversary on the list mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep another notch. another notch in his belt mm -hmm. but we're going to try to get decker next week on here to talk um about his match and about some other things he has coming up with greek town wrestling and stuff that you know might be options in the future for us so uh, yeah. we're going to get him next week so i'm excited about that I'm just. Happy I think that it's important. Part of the I think team. it's important for you. 
yeah, for you guys too, with these matches, a lot of these people might not be familiar with some of your talent. So it's going to be very important for you to have these talent uh, sending you promos and video packages about themselves. Even if somebody was coming to the show, let's say the night before and they click it on and go, Hey, what's this? They want to find out a little bit about these people. Why are they wrestling each other? Who are they? How long they've been around? What's their name? So all these promos, 30, 30 seconds to 45 seconds a piece, have them send them in. And that's when you find out who the professionals are. When you say to all your talent, Hey, I need promos from everybody. Here's your bullet points. See who does it when they're told. See who you have to chase after over and over and keep begging them to send you a 30-second promo. Um, guys like Anthony Green, they did it within an hour of me asking when I ran the show in December, last December. Other guys we I had to literally well. chase until the day before the show. You did it too. Yeah, man. So it's just that's what you want to do. You want to t- treat your show like it's WrestleMania. You have to. Yeah. You have to put everything into it. And I, you guys will be yeah. successful. Yeah, and I've been doing it all day, every day, Donnie. I've been out there pounding pavement, doing what I can do, you know, getting the word out, everything you taught me and told me, I've been doing it. So that's what the promoter does. Yeah, that's what the promoter does. When when the show's yeah, bro, when the show is successful, the talent and everybody else gets all the credit. When the show's not successful, the promoter gets all the blame. That's the truth. That's that's the fucking game, bro. I mean, listen, I, I did it. You know, I was I was fortunate. I never had an unsuccessful show ever. Ever. And we always had a good crowd. We always had great shows because I, I, I didn't allow myself to fail. That was that was the thing, man. I'm not being braggadocious. It's true. But that's the truth. We had a great team around us. But at the end of the day, it was me out there putting out yeah. posters, knocking on doors, getting sponsorship. That was me, bro. And yeah, that's what well, you're going to do now. And me and my, my partner, Mitch, we were building the entranceway today. Part of it. You there know, you go. Doing, I'm spending as much time and energy, you know, and, and trying to do as much as I possibly can. Um, went through a ton of posters today. Uh, it's, it's fun. I like going around Burlington and meeting yeah. all the people. And, you know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Donnie B. In Burlington. Yep, this is your town, bro. Bring something to the town that let's say you run this on the, on the 31st, the, the following weekend, you're out and about in the store. There's no better feeling because this has happened a hundred times to me where somebody comes up to you and shop right or whatever and go, Hey man, you're so-and-so. You guys ran that wrestling event I was at last week with my kid. Oh, man, I got to tell you, it was awesome. She loved A, B, and C, or whatever it is, man. I, I can't tell you how many times I shook somebody's hand the day after a show when I was in, like, Home Depot or ShopRite or whatever, people who came to the show the night before, the week before. And uh, that's a great feeling, man. Leave, Do something you can be proud of in your community, and, and they'll come out and embrace you. They will. Yeah, and guys, just an update. We're actually holding our viewers, and it's 8.05 p.m. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm amazed. I was looked up. I was ready to see a zero. It actually keeps going up. So good. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, no. Appreciate it. Yeah. This will be fun, was, man. Like I said, give us some questions. If you guys want to know anything about the past, what it was like in the 90s or 2000s as far as booking or being on the road, yeah. what it was like putting four or five guys into Ratchet's Ford Probe and driving <laughs> three or 400 miles on the weekend. We did it. We did it. Yeah. And there was no, there was no map quest or what it was called. Uh, no, no GPS back Google, then. We used to print Google we maps. Had print, we had that. Hagstrom, Hagstrom map paper quest. maps. We had when yeah. map quest came out, we thought that was the greatest thing ever. Cause we printed our directions and it would usually be Nova in the passenger seat, reading the directions. And uh, I'd be in the backseat, ratchet be driving. And we had somebody like whoever we threw in for the weekend with us, but Inferno kid or something like that. It was, it was great times, man. It was. I wish. I wish. I don't know if guys still do that today. I guess they do, but um, we do. You know, Donnie, we, we uh, 
we got a the legendary rat boy has said uh hello uh chris gorish uh not the rat boy from the nwa yes the nwa days what chris Chris gorish check the chat hello johnny and donny b it is the legendary rat boy i was just a real rat boy the rat boy is joining the chat it is nice rat man Dude, I was uh, if that's really him and he's still alive, yeah. boy, you're awesome. But no, I don't know. I haven't seen the guy in fucking 20 years. Rap boy was cool as hell, man. He always sold for me as a he uh, when I was a heel manager, he would always sell for me. He was a good fan, nice guy, came to all the shows. If that's really him, God it's bless him. you, rap boy. I hope you're doing good. It's him I'm not right sure you are because you're still called the rap boy, but no, rap oh, boy's yeah. over with me. And Denise is in here, and Pete Martin. Oops. Yep. Oh, Decker's in here. What? God, we really got to be paying attention more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. I was just about to say, you know, we got a bit of a late start. You know, we got a little sidetracked during our pre-production meeting. Had a late start, but the back seats spokecast for a new hope that is NU <laughs> live in effect. Donnie B dropping the science right now. Yes. I feel like we should. Should I ask? Uh, who can come on? I mean, get a little Q and A going if anyone yeah. wants to ask. Goddamn it. rap boy! Get rap boy. <laughs> hold on. I'd have I'm to gonna say go, that. Wait a minute. Boy. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the rap boy does not have a whole setup like this readily available to come on right now live on the internet like we are. I will be yeah, stunned if that's rap the case. Boy, pick up the rat cam, plug it in. Plug your dial-up internet connection from the 90s on. I don't think on. the rap boy has a 1080p webcam ready to go. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong, but or you blue Yeti mic. <laughs> rap boy proved me wrong. I love rap boy. Rap boy was oh Dennis loved rap boy. Carluzzo was a big rap boy mark. Donnie, what was out recently with Dennis Carluzzo on um, Instagram doing a uh, speech in the locker uh, room or something? That floats. Yeah. That's been floating around for years. It was uh. I guess who filmed that? It was uh, just a speech where Dennis, you know, this, lo and behold, you know how I usually give the speeches at the beginning of the shows? Then I got that from Dennis. Because every now and then we'd have to rain. You like my speech? We'd have to rein in the inmates a little bit every now and then when the, the show would start going like, thank you, brother. I never rehearsed those, by the way. Never. I never have rehearsed a speech before a show. I'll have one or two points that I want to make. And the rest, I just kind of look around the room and feel it. Um, the best part every, of your speech last time was Dan Moff selling it. That was the best part of the whole speech. <laughs> yeah, I love Moff. No, I the love best Moff. part of the speech was when you said Sting and Lawler are on the Mount No, Rushmore. these guys aren't just on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. They are the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. <laughs> and that is what inspired me to choose Mount Rushmore as our logo. Yeah. It's the truth. Guys, you did a, sh- you did a show – in December of last year, yes. with Sting and Jerry the King Lawler on your show, on the show, you guys were on a show with them. How right, insane right. is it that I got to book an event with with Sting, Jerry Lawler? I've always loved. I think he's literally one of the most important figures in the history of the business. Um, yeah, I love Lawler, but uh, Lawler and Sting on the show, man, was just so mind blowing. And then Todd Frazier and Frankie Edgar, we could do a whole episode on that show. Maybe we will one day. Mm-hmm. A lot of news and secrets about that show that have never been told. The Frankie Edgar spot actually got us yeah. like got us more press yeah. than anything. Like my, like my personal friend who's an MMA mark was like, when the fuck were you going to tell me you were in the ring with him? And I was like, brother, I posted it. Like, what? Like, fuck my match yeah, or whatever. It was, it was on Fight Forum. Yeah. Yeah. People were adding us like 
it was incredible. And looking back, for that, that was all Nova, man. Nova, it was his idea from the start. He wanted, he was going to have Kevin. I think Kevin Matthews, Kevin Matthews was going to do or be part of it or something, but he couldn't make it. And then Mike said automatically, it's got to be the Graysons. It's going to be them. And then I said, yeah, that's cool. And uh, I'm just so glad we we love you, man. Thank you. Eternally grateful. That that meant so much to us. No, he's a big supporter, you guys. And I'm so happy we were able to give that. Looking back, what was Jerry Lawler's ma- last match in the ring? Yeah, yeah. Jerry Lawler's wow. Jerry Lawler's match last match was in front of eighteen hundred people with mm-hmm. Rick Ratchet and Todd Frazier and Nana and every all the insanity and, it was and the best the match of the night. Up. Yep. Yeah. And there you go. And it was Ratchet's last match too. We never really told anybody about that, but that was Ratchet's <laughs> last match also. It was, <laughs> man. You know what I popped for, and I still do, is Sting's little locker room and Jerry Lawler's. Lock, you had you had the big locker room, and then at the end was Jerry's private locker room, and then at the very beginning was Sting's private locker room. Right? <laughs> Neither one and, of them asked for that. Neither no, one no, of them. No. That was that was me. Yeah. But when Sting left, <laughs> we watched Sandow grab his bag and go running into the Sting locker room. And we <laughs> I gave it to them. No, I gave it to them. When Sting, I said to them, <laughs> "You guys, when Sting leaves." Sandow, Frankie, Mike, Pat, you guys, and and, and uh, Cardona, you guys can all have that room. When he leaves, you that's yours. So they right. knew that. He didn't jump mm-hmm. on it. Oh, Talk yeah. about just an incredible – just I, mean, I was thinking about that match of the night, man. Frankie, Sandow, Pat Buck, Cardona, Myers. My God, you guys got all to be in the same locker room as literally – I mean, not Mike because he's not in the business really anymore, but like five other of the top professionals – in the wrestling business. Those five guys I just mentioned, man, like every one of you guys in that locker room that night should aspire to be them. Sandow, mm-hmm. Kazarian, Myers, Buck, and Cardona. Every one of them. For top Five of the most top-notch professionals I ever worked with, ever, yeah. in any capacity. They were all phenomenal. Thanks. Hell yeah. And if the sure. chat has any questions, we'll ask them. Uh, Ray Troutman, hey, Johnny. Hey, Backseat Boy. has been a long-ass time. CZW 20 years ago. Dang. Wow, that's when uh, what's his name? The uh, Zandig ran Zandig it, right? Was running it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would have been all the way back then when we were on local Backseat Boys, Denver, PA, ACW. Good times, Johnny. Imagine Denver, what it would have been like 20 years ago when jumping off of the CZW no. entrance stage and there was a and there were like Twitter clips out there where it could go viral and stuff, as opposed to yeah. you're either there or you're getting a third generation best of the backseat boys vhs <laughs> tape sent to you on your train like yeah. it's uh Which, those were oh, all made at canon studio in staten island we used to make all those cassette tapes the best of backseat tapes and we had two vcr yeah. tapes and we were cranking them out that's how yeah. those were made canon made them and then yeah. we cranked them out and johnny and trent we'd have to shows and they could sell them Yep, and Donnie would sit us down and say, "Guys, you're not wrestling hard enough. I need bumps off of like entrance ways. I need yeah. chairs. I need all this stuff. I mean, I still got scars on my back because Donnie just forced hard." I said, "Listen, Zandig made you made you guys jump off a three story building wearing a suit made of cactus into a pool full of dynamite. I need you guys to up that next weekend." <laughs> so he booked us against Nick Burke and Rick Blade, naturally. And- <laughs> <laughs> No, that was fun, though, uh, doing those events. But, Donnie, your show in December was a lot of fun. It had 16, 1,800 people there easily. You know, I learned a lot from the way you promote it. I've also learned a lot from Greektown. I'm excited, Donnie. I wish you could come with us to Canada and see the setup in Greektown. I'll try to get to one of them. Uh, When is it? I'm busy that day. Yeah. (laughs) When is it? 
We're going day to after Christmas. Christmas. The next one's day after Christmas. <laughs> when? Uh, the day after Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that might one, that might be hard to swing by the wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just, you can just watch it on Flight TV, and you'll yeah, see what I mean. There's that. something special to it. It's good. The, the, you'll see what I mean. There's an atmosphere. It's it's a lot of fun to wrestle there. I'm so happy yeah. here because this Jimmy Kentner was doing this in Delaware 25, 30 years ago. He had his own little thing down there. Corporal had it in Maryland. Like, there's no reason that people can't make their own little niche and really cool thing in their area or town. And if everybody did that in the United States and had like 30 or 40 cool little organizations, you guys could travel around. And, and I'm not yeah. saying you make any dollars, but if they were good quality companies and businesses like promotions, it could be done. It's, yeah. It ain't goddamn rocket science. The problem is these goofs that go out there and they run a show, they spend 10 grand, they draw 50 people and they brag about how awesome it was because uh, only two people died, but yet Meltzer gave them five stars on the uh, Hindunesian Japanese death yeah. match or whatever. I mean, just insanity. <laughs> That's what they care about, bro. Not drawing money and drawing fans. If, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. That's one of the rules of promoting. Just remember that. That's a voice that I came down with Rock and Rebel. Some dude he stapled dollar bills in his chest. So there you go. Um, I've never taken a staple gun. Backseat, would you take the staple gun? Nope. 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 No. Nope. No, it's stupid. Never. Why I'll would you ever? If you had a staple, let me ask you. If you had a staple gun in your hand and you're in a match fighting somebody like a death match, what the hell? Why would you bother stapling? You punch <laughs> him. You got goddamn brass. I heard Cornette on his thing say that you have goddamn the brass knuckles on your hand. I get the objective. It looked, you know, okay, you staple somebody, but then like, I don't know, man. I That's just so true. I never thought yeah. about that. Just hit him with the damn thing or throw it yeah. at him. I'm it not just, a fan. I, I accidentally like stapled my fingers when I was really young. And like, I, I kid you not, like I was, I, I had the stapler opened and I was fucking staping a sheet of paper together and just write like directly in my two fingers. I, I can't even imagine like wanting to like willingly like do and, and dudes are just like stapling dollar bills to their like and their I get yeah like you, Pondo used issue. to do that didn't Salt Pondo issue. used to do that Pondo, Pondo used to staple dollar bills Pondo was doing that he's Pondo, doing it right now I want to say mid nineties we used to go down to IWA with Carluzo those are some yeah. stories there boy we'll talk about that one night but those Please. we used to see Pondo doing that with Ian. And kickboxer and all these other guys, man. And we, yeah, see, yeah. we saw that shit down there. Those are some crazy folks down there, I'll tell you that. They, they, used, to yeah. staple, they, they used to staple leeches to themselves. Oh, God. Yeah, there's tremendous. Two, see, the, the staple, here's the thing. Taking it in your head, in the hard, that's one thing. Taking it in soft tissue is another. I don't know which I'd rather take. I think I'd choose the head. How about none? How about just do a headlock? Or how about next week? Like, next week live. Really. Next week live, I will staple gun myself on this. Oh, I can't wait. That'll See, that's like money. one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling is the when it's like, oh, I've got a light tube. I'm gonna hit myself with it to get the reaction. Like, no, there's no logic in that. No. Don't yeah. staple you got, yourself. Don't you hit yourself with the tube. You can't demystify yeah. your own gimmick. It was uh, well, I forget what the AW match was. It was the Japanese performer, uh, Kodo Ibushi, I think, where he fell on the tax. And he got up and he was like rolling around yeah. in the thumbtacks. And I was like, oh man, great talent. But Jesus Christ, dude, you, you don't kill your own gimmick. Like, if you're, how's, how's anyone ever going to sell those thumbtacks again or glass or anything else? Like, yeah. yeah, man, all you'd have to do, even like in a ladder match, is fall off like two rungs and grab your knee and be like, holy shit, I just blew my knee out. I fell right. two feet off of a ladder. And you get the ladder over again. Somebody yeah. get cut by a piece of glass and they get carried out in a stretcher. You get it over again. 
Like yep. you, the more you demystify this stuff, the, the, the worse it gets, man. It's yep. just not it's not goddamn rocket science. And you want to hear something weird, Donnie, today? That staples, the shows we're talking about the actual store staples, they only make white plastic tables now. They don't make the particle board tables. So you No, they're hard to find. You can't do tables yeah. matches anymore. No, you have to go on like Facebook. When I last, what I did for the show in December, you go on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere right. in there, and people like old timers are selling tables for like five bucks, ten bucks. I bought them for them. I bought the tables at the December show for five dollars. And you had to go pick them up though. Yeah, it was like right. two blocks from my, like two right. miles from my lucky. house. Yeah, you got yeah. lucky exactly. So listen to this. So if we want to bring a TLC match, we can't because we don't have table. We got to change it to a DLC and use doors. <laughs> That's so dumb. When you look under the ring, and there's a faux door, or whatever, and you you yeah. breathe on it hard and it smashes. That's so did you guys, stupid. Did you, watch, did you watch War Games last night? Anyone? I watched uh, bits uh, and pieces. Part the of women's. It. Did anyone watch the women's war games? I every, oh, yeah. I'm going to. Every yeah. time they came out and went to the ring steps, they went under the ring and pulled out a weapon, and it was a different weapon every time, which made me think there's a guy underneath the ring pushing weapons up to the front, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, feeding <laughs> yeah. them. So it made, me, it made me think maybe Spo needs to have someone living underneath the ring that, like, every now and again pops out, and like you see. What about Gee? What about Brian not, Logan? Not, you can have him under there. Not, not. <laughs> we've we've been under the ring <laughs> twice. <laughs> Never do it. One one for the entire show. No, twice. No, no two I, times I, for the entire show. I think one of them was for the entire show, and then we were like, we're not doing this for the whole show again. And I think they cut. It. it was like, all right, we'll do it like halfway through. No, it was still the entire fucking show. I all right, I, I got it. it. I got an idea, Donnie. You know when you go to get your oil changed and you pull up in that thing and they walk underneath and they can yeah. stand and do. We need that underneath the ring. Oh, so that makes sense. Like, yeah. Malcolm Hell Cowell. yeah. Listen, that 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 job stare like being under the ring is scary. All right. The the boards and the beams coming right out. I felt like I was it was like final destination. Any parking Ooh. garage fear it was you ever scary. had it, like any like claustrophobic like nightmare. Again, mm-hmm. 10 times worse. Yeah. I, I well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a quick you want to talk about being under the ring and being scared. I'm gonna give you a quick true story. Big Al nine one one used to do ring rentals with Ted Petty, so myself and Rick Ratchet agreed to help them one weekend. So we go up and we're going for a guy that Johnny Casher knows very well, named Dirty Deeds Darren Wise. Deeds was having a show out in Pennsylvania. Deeds would remember this. The show was supposed to start at eight, which means the ring should get there like around six or five o'clock, whatever. And you know, we kept telling Al. Al lived in Jackson at the time. I grew up with Al. Al and my dad were best friends. Big Al 911. We grew up with my dad. So we go to Al's. We get in around four o'clock. We're starting to head out. He's just taking forever. And I'm saying, Al, this show's like two hours away. We got to get there. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll get there and we get there. We didn't get to Deeds' show to I think almost 7 30 or 7 45. So now we start racing, putting the ring together. And he asked me to go into the ring to make sure something was secure or whatever it was. I'm in the ring. And this. <laughs> God love Al. He jumped up and down in the ring, and we forgot to secure the middle bolts. So the entire <laughs> middle of the ring boards and planks going collapse. The lucky I didn't get killed, bro. I come out, and now it's around eight forty-five. The show is supposed to start at eight. We had to take the ring down and do it again. Okay, <laughs> we, we didn't get the ring up till almost nine thirty. The show was supposed to start at eight. Deeds was losing his mind, dude going nuts and he had a dude he had like 12 1500 people whatever it was by the time the show started i'd say half of them got refunds and left 
I felt <laughs> terrible, dude. I felt so bad for Deeds because Al didn't give a shit. I love Al, but he did not give a shit, man. He got there late, and it was horrible, man. I felt so bad for Deeds when he. I could not. On the, I could still see the ring boards falling when I was under. I was under the ring, and the boards fell like about three feet away from me, and just collapsed. And we had to take the canvas off and redo it, all you because know, of two bolts we forgot to put in. Donnie, you know they True still. Do, you know they still do ring rentals, and his son does it now. Nine one one. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you a story Jersey, I heard. Right? I don't know if this is true, but I heard a story that he was doing a ring rental for like GCW or JCW. And they said, oh, you know, go get your gear. We'll put you on the show. And he was like, there's too much upkeep with the ring and a cage match. I, I need to make sure that all goes right. He literally turned down booking. Wow. Because he would. Yeah. Like, that's phenomenal. God bless. That's pretty cool, man. That's, that's true. That's that pretty GCW cool. Backyard show. God, man. I think that backyard show, like, is that a that... thing? Yeah, Fourth of July, I think. Yeah, hold on a minute. Where does yeah. it take place? Uh, Not in, so, in somebody's backyard? I think it was 911's backyard. If I'm, yeah. Boy, if I think one of them might even, oh, even been at Janela's backyard oh, at yeah. one point. It's it could be a different one. I, I don't know. It could be a different oh. one. But that's a story I heard, and and I've Sorry, seen him wrestle. It. He's yeah, but Big Vin, he's a good wrestler too. You should he's see the stuff he does. Yo, nice. he stands. He holds a guy like this. And backs up into the ropes and falls backwards and like flips into a like body slam thing. It's phenomenal. He's really yeah. good. <laughs> I remember that kid when he was a baby. Right. Literally a shoot baby. Uh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. How many times did God you have to work him. in a in a broken ring though? I, I think I remember a backseats match in that that rainy ballpark brawl in Rochester, where it was set up in the concourse with and the yep. ring was broken. You probably had to avoid half of it the whole match. <laughs> yep. And it was a three-way tag, so we cool. needed every minute. It was yeah, you're right. It was us, Dunn and Marcos. Dunn and Marcos, and I think we're in it. Olsen. Yeah. Maybe Olsen. Yeah, that was a great night though. I love that, man. That was it sucks when you have a, a show booked for the baseball field and then you have to move it into the concourse because it's just pouring all day. But that's the risk of an outdoor show, man. That's yeah. why I never like doing outdoor shows. I did a lot of them for fairs and stuff. But that's always the risk, dude. And it's great when it pays off and it's beautiful weather and it's cool and a lot of people there. But when you get that few drops of rain or it kills, it kills everything, man. I hate I hate uh, if I have my choice, I wouldn't do outdoor shows. But, you know, sometimes the paydays there, you do fair shows or at the boardwalk and stuff. Yeah, it happened twice. Uh, They uh, they ran baseball uh, stadium shows in our hometown and, and it ran the day they rescheduled it to like another date with the Hardys there and they kept the meet and greet going. And then two months later, same thing happened. They said, screw it. We got yeah, Mike O'Brien does that. Michael O'Brien yeah, does a great yeah. job with those outdoor shows. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's phenomenal with it. Um, yep. He, yep. he runs a good promotion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's a venue here in, in Burlington. I might run that's outdoor actually good time to plug station identification here. Oh, oh yes. Springside tickets are still on sale. Everybody spowrestling.com. Check it out. Uh, it's December 31st, 2.30 in the afternoon. Family event. Bring your kids. Lap kids Perfect. are free. Yes, absolutely. Uh, me versus Homicide already signed. Channing Decker versus H.C. Loke. The Canadian International Incident Match. Just Uh-oh. announced the Backseat Boys versus CXR for the Tag Team Championships. Guys, going to be a barn burner. Also, yeah, the women. Christina Marie versus Rebecca Scott. Plus, plenty more to be added soon. Uh, so just wanted to remind everyone that this Saturday is the Christmas parade right here in Burlington. So if you're coming down at five o'clock, uh, we're going to have people 
handing out flyers and the posters are all over. So definitely look for it if you're in the Burlington area. And uh, thank you to our sponsors, JB Bakery and Assad's Fried Chicken, Villa Pizza and Mr. Tattoo. Missy Sampson asked, is Donnie B going to be in attendance? And so, well, does, so does Chris. Yeah, and Chris. Rat man. The rat man. Most listen to me in full transparency. It is New Year's Eve, and we do a lot with my wife's family. So there, I, I'll never say never, but there's a chance, there's a slight chance I could slip away and come down for a few hours in the afternoon. I will. I'll be totally honest. If I can't, if we have to go to my sister in law's a little early in the day, which sometimes we do around five or six, then I might not. But I will. If if it's not that one, I will get. I promise you guys, I will get to at least one of them. It'd be great to see Rat and uh, Missy Sampson and Hoops and all them and. All good folks, man. That's one of the things. That, that is one of the things I missed about promoting in the businesses. The people that were, you know, all associated with it for the most yeah. part. A lot of them were goofs and clowns, and I could give two shits if they're alive or dead. But every now and then you found a diamond in the rough or somebody that was cool and that I actually didn't mind talking to for more than 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Few and far between, but Samson's one of them. Hoops is definitely one of them. Rat's cool. I didn't even know Rat's still alive. Rat's over with me. But uh, there's a lot of those people out there. So I would people definitely get to, to Donnie get to B. Event. If people love Donnie B. They want to see you. You have to make your return, especially for Spoke. I will at some point. Yeah, I will. Well, uh, that was the well, only thing I would come to. And listen, I get promoters all the time asking me to come to their shit. And I what? just, uh, oh, yeah, all the time. I just, I just, it's not my thing, man. It's not like do your thing, do your show. I, the only two shows I went to in the last 20 years were mine. But I'll get to a Spo show because it's Johnny, of course, and you guys. I'll, I'll definitely come and see one. And I'll let it know, uh, you know, I'll tell you guys in advance. Don't you know, put me on a poster and all that bullshit. I'll just come and be the emperor in the corner with a robe on. I'll do that. Yes. Donnie, you know, what's a great feeling when you walk into a place like today, I walked into a pizza place with the part and they went, oh, yeah, the wrestling event. I already know all about that. I was like, yep. whoa, blew my mind. There will be a moment, John, when before, right before the show starts, right? It's, it's the drug I lived for. And I, when Conrad Thompson did Flair's last match, I actually contacted him before that, full disclosure. And I had a conversation with him, and I told him about this exact moment. He was like, oh, I'm going to look for it. And he did, and he found it. And he was like, holy shit, you're right. I felt it. Right before you'd ring the bell to start the anthem or whatever at the shows at 8 o'clock, there's going to be a moment when you kind of just take a deep breath and look out the curtain or side, and you see the fevered pitch of the crowd. However many is there, and the show's just about to start, and that's the drug. That's the payoff for all the hard work, that feeling of euphoria. It only lasts a split second. But when you look out there and say, I did it, all the work, all the miles, the posters, all the phone calls, the Internet, social media, this is the payoff. This feeling that I have right now when we're about to ring this bell and start this event. When the bell rings and the event starts, I was the calmest I could be because I left it in the hands of professionals for the next two, two hours, two and a half hours. It was the work before that. The show was the easy part. I never got ever worried about the show or the matches because I knew they'd be fine. But it was that moment that I lived for as a promoter, man. If I could have bottled that and sold it, I'd be a billionaire. But you'll see. You'll see the night of the event. There'll be that exact moment. And then the next day you'll tell me, oh, you were right, dude. Like, I felt it. You'll see. You know, you're explaining something very similar to the wrestler high, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's similar. When you wrestle on a Saturday night and, and you can't sleep because you're wound up, if you wrestle again that next weekend, you don't really lose the high. It's when you take a whole week off that you lose it, I found. 
Mm-hmm. See, I'll, I'll, yeah, I never, I never ever wanted to be a wrestler. The physicality of it, I, I like to be in shape, and I could bump. And the irony is, I could work better than ninety percent of the guys on the goddamn <laughs> shows I was on. But that never appealed to me. It was always the promotional aspect, and even the booking with Dennis. Even though I wasn't the promoter, I'd look out the curtain and be like, "Hey, man, this this is the drug," and I'd high five Dennis and be like, "Hey, we got him, bro." Yeah, I got to say, I I love the grassroots style too because I think there are a lot of indies out there that the only way you really hear about them is you're a diehard wrestling fan. And so the only people in the crowd, whether it's 20 people or a hundred or whatever, are people that all they do is watch wrestling. So they have those expectations and stuff. I love when it's a show and you look out in the crowd and you think those people have never been to a wrestling show. They Bingo. have no idea what to expect. Like it's a totally different experience regardless of what you're doing with the show. So I, I love that aspect of like walking into a pizza place and somebody who maybe has never been to a wrestling show. They don't know what indie wrestling is. You get to introduce them and they have like, it's a fresh start in a lot of ways. hundred percent. I could always have cared less. I mean, not that I shouldn't say that I appreciated the single fans and a sense that would come from far, but I was always way more interested in the mom and dad or the aunt and uncle with the three or four kids for the night that came to see the shows. Like that meant so much, so much more to me because they weren't coming to see pro wrestling. They were coming to support the big event that night in the town. There's a difference. If they're coming out for a good night of entertainment to support the event, that's different than coming to see the indie wrestling show. It's two different things. You're attracting two different people. Your hardcores are going to come out, but you want those people that want a night out of entertainment instead of going to the movies or going to dinner or going uh, to play axe throwing or whatever. You want them to spend their money to come to see your live wrestling event for two hours on that night. That's that's the difference. That's the crowd you're after. You already got the first guys, but you want those yeah. next ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Because mm-hmm. the wrestling fans are the best spread the word to other people around town for the next show too. Bingo! That's what you want. You want that guy to go, "Hey, man, you know what? Next month, dude, this wrestling thing's coming back." I took Joey the other night, and he loved it, man. You want us to bring uh, Anthony and Bobby with us next time? Yeah, that's cool. And then right. you got two more fans. That's what you're yeah. looking for, dude. You, I never really cared. They knew the hardcores would always be there, but I always yeah. wanted the family, the dad that would dip into his pocket on the Wednesday before the show and plunk down fifty dollars worth of tickets. That's who I I was more interested in appealing to. Computers yeah. never bought tickets; people did. That's interesting. Yeah, man, just spit some knowledge. Whoever's listening, take some notes. True. I had had something I wanted to say, and I already forgot because I got so intent in listening. Well, real real quick, uh, Billy Blade from Pro Wrestling Unplugged West Coast says, what's up? And uh, Ratman again says, uh, the last time I saw you at Donnie was uh, Trent's uh, Memorial Acid Fest. Wow. Yeah, that was the last thing I had done before uh, I did the show in October of 2021 and this last show. I never thought I'd do anything again. No I kidding. Was more than well, that was your gap acid. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you know I was what? Johnny. Yeah, you, you and know Johnny were was... in the ring. Exactly. We were. It was. I still have pictures on my Facebook. But you know what I was going to say was about WrestleMania. I always look for coincidences. I see them as like street signs saying you're going the right way. And the fact that WWE is running WrestleMania in Philly, right when we decided to start doing the backseats and and I came back to wrestling and now we're starting our own fed, the timing of it all. When I started PWU or Donnie, when you and and Dennis started running, no one followed WrestleMania city to city. No. It shows. Now that's the biggest indie day of the year. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. 
you should see how much money these indies make. Like GCW yeah. does a thing where they get a building on Penn's Landing and run it like all day for two days. Yep. Yeah. The collective. I don't really know him too well, Brett. I know who he is and all, but I'll tell you what, if I was Tony Khan, that might be one of the calls I make. A guy like him or Corporal, I would get together a group. If you want to pop your house show attendance and get house shows back up, those are the guys you need to be talking to. Your area promoters from across the country, Brett Lodotale, uh, Mike O'Brien, Danny McDevitt, all these guys. There's master promoters all throughout America, all throughout the country. I don't know if they would do it, but get these guys in a room and say, hey, man, this is what we're looking for. Because if let's say they help bring AEW to a town or an area, and then they run two or three weeks after that, it's just going to help them. There's definitely I, ways to do it. I could, you know, sit here I all day and talk about it. I mean, but. I'll use LMK, Little Mean Kathleen, as a prime example. When they when AEW is in the New England area, I've seen videos, fan footage. I've seen it all over online. The whole arena screaming LMK. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just get those promoters that yeah. know that area in the, yeah. the tri-state the, area. The That's all. Chance they're in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who, who wrestles on wrestling open every Thursday and beyond and et cetera. You know, this is just your local talent, but the whole arena knows who you are. That's it, man. That's the, these guys are out there. These master promoters, bring them in, have them work with Raphael. I think he's the event promoter guy. Yeah, but yeah. get a network, man, and say, hey, man, we're coming to the tri-state area in X, Y, and Z. Here are the shows. Help us out or whatever, dude. This is such – it ain't goddamn rocket science. These people are out there. Brett's got one of the most impressive operations I've ever seen, that GCW, from oh, what man. I know of it. Jesus yeah. Christ, this guy's a full-time promoter, and he's doing it. Like that's the kind of guy I would have on payroll and be like, hey, man, I'll – you're doing you're filling these towns with gcw uh, i'll hire you to promote and fucking push AEW or roh whatever roh i could turn around in, in six months see that's an old business model though isn't it donnie to yeah have that. yeah i, I, I feel would, like they don't even know about it maybe Is i would strip old? down i would strip down roh to a ring bare bones bring it back to like nightclubs and smaller venues Get that underground swell, guerrilla marketing, viral clips out there. The best of the best talent from those different areas. I would do it completely different than they're doing now. Uh, that's I could turn. I would turn ROH around in six months. You're talking almost shotgun Saturday nightish. Yep, hundred percent shotgun Saturday night, just like that. Same formula. Make it cool. Think, yeah, to go. Yeah. I think that's what they should be doing as well because it, you know it goes right into what you were saying before about having the you know the regional promoters of the kingpins yeah you know, to control. So that, you know, these TV guys who maybe aren't getting uh, every week night on Dynamite, you know, they can turn around and get their third party bookings and then still make their TV sure. for their smaller, you know, it, it makes sense. hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's I think it's the way they should start thinking about that. You got to think guys like Jeff Jarrett are at least making that um, recommendation. Yeah, they might. I don't know. I don't know what the pitch is. How you know if they? I know they tried to do the house show thing for a little bit, but uh, I don't know what happened with that. But who knows? By the way, my favorite wrestler to watch on TV, Jeff Jarrett. I he's awesome. He's, yeah, he's so good. Oh, he's, he's smooth. He, I mean, you know what's funny is back in the '90s, it was go away heat. When he would come on TV, I would want to change the channel. Now I can't wait till he's on TV. You appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. It's it's almost like you're waiting for the slap nut music to hit. Yep. How many ma major injuries has he had over the years? Not that a lot. None. <laughs> None. Still in amazing shape. Still looks yeah, longevity. Longevity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even thinking of that that Jared's last match too, he was the MVP yeah. there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he was the general. The way he worked the crowd and every, I mean, it was just, it was perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Guys, sir. This was fun, man. This was a good Yeah, good bro. Time. Good so, first show. I think we should wrap it up. I think we should too, because we got to watch what's going on. And uh, don't forget to check out IWTV. Uh, H2O presents Uncharted Territory. That's right now on IWTV. So check that out before you go see if CM Punk showed up on Raw. Shout out <laughs> Killdozer Matt Tremont. Love the video you just put out, bro. Sir, awesome sounds stuff. good. All we'll right, be back boys. next week right here. We're going to try 715. Today we were a little late because we had some things we had to flush out. But next week we'll do 730, 715-ish. Probably we'll say 715 on Mondays going forward if we can make it unless you're here otherwise. So another match announcement next week. Tickets still on sale. SpoWrestling.com. Grab those ringsides while they're still available. Thank yes, you, guys. All right, All right guys. Thank we're you. coming for you, guys. Oh, stay tuned. I'm out. Spokest out. Peace.